Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is great to be back with you guys once again. And yes, we are back this time in first place. The Braves have finally, uh, after um, about five months, uh, been able to uh, reclaim uh, the top spot or actually claim it for the first time, uh, the National League East. Uh, they are now in first place, a half game up on the Mets. And uh, man, it has been a uh, a journey to get there for sure. The Braves didn't do themselves any favors in the first two months of the season. Uh, they had uh, at one point their record was as bad as 23 and 27. The Mets honestly have played really solid baseball all season. But since June 1st, the Braves have been the best team in baseball, the best record. Uh, it really hasn't necessarily been about the Mets uh, blowing it. Uh, it's been about the Braves uh, definitely earning it, though the Mets have been losing some games against uh, some not very good teams lately. So uh, you can thank the Nationals, uh, the Pirates and the Marlins for or for beating up on the Mets recently. And, you know, I think it's not random losses from the Mets. They probably have some things they're a little worried about right now uh, in terms of injuries. I want to get into that just a little bit uh, in a minute. But uh, nonetheless, you know, you, you have... Uh, the Mets, uh, remember, they had a 10.5 game lead at one point on the Braves. A lot of people in New York, uh, including some of their media, basically declaring that the season was over at that point, uh, which the Bra Braves fans honest, honestly know is silly. And we know that because we've been uh, in position uh, to both uh, run teams down, but we've also been in a position where teams have you know, run us down. You know that early in the season, no matter, no matter how well you're playing, uh, things can go bad. Baseball is a very long season, and uh, and things can get weird, and they certainly have for the Mets. Uh, and obviously, it was also uh, not fully understanding uh, on the part of a lot of baseball people how good this Braves team could be. Uh, the Braves are definitely a different team right now than they were uh, at the end of May. There is no doubt about that. Uh, so it is very exciting to finally have the lead. Uh, on uh, on the Mets for sure. Uh, however, we know that it is not time to celebrate. A half-game lead certainly is no guarantee uh, that the Braves are going to be able to take uh, the NL East. We know it is very important for them to take the division as they will get a first-round bye if they're able to do that. Uh, and you would guarantee not having to face the Dodgers in uh, your first round of play as well. So a lot of positives, obviously, to winning this thing. Uh, just because the Braves have played this well to this point doesn't mean uh, it's a for sure thing that they're going to cinch this thing up. But they are certainly trending in the right direction, and that is a great thing uh, to uh, to uh, to watch. Right now, the Braves' record is 87 and 51, while the Mets are half game back at 86 and 51. Uh, the Braves' record is good for a 63 win percentage. Um, but they are 65, an amazing 65 and 24 since June 1st. That is a 73 win percentage, which is just absolutely remarkable. Uh, that is the best record uh, since June 1st in the big leagues. Uh, you know, and I just want to point those percentages out because I think they're a good gauge as to where the Braves might finish uh, for the season. You know, I said in the last podcast episode that I think the Braves need to get to 103 or 104 wins. Uh, to to really feel good about winning this division, I still stand by that. But if you um if you do a little math and you apply these percentages 
to the Braves' current record. If the Braves continue to play at a 73 uh, winning percentage, uh, they would end up at 104 or, or 105 wins. Kind of go either way there. If they uh, play at their overall season record, uh, 63% win percentage, they would finish with 102 wins. So it's kind of what, you know, how good do you think the Braves are? Um, I lean towards, uh, you know, that they really are this good, that uh, that team since June 1st, since Michael Harris came on the scene, since Spencer Strider got in the starting lineup, since a few of their other guys got healthy or, uh, you know, shifted around, uh, picking up a couple guys at the trade deadline, that sort of thing. Uh, this team is is certainly much better than they were early on. So I'm feeling really good, uh, but I still wholeheartedly believe that the Braves are going to have to, uh, you know, wrestle this thing away from the Mets. I really don't think they're going to collapse. The fact is the Mets have the easiest uh, schedule remaining in the big leagues. Uh, the Braves also have a pretty easy schedule, but uh, not compared to the Mets. So um, that is really going to, I think, hold the Mets uh, up, even if they have some struggles um, going forward. So Braves have to finish strong. Uh, all right, well, let's get into just a little bit of, you know, I keep talking about these guys, but it's hard not to. Um, Spencer Strider and Michael Harris. This is what I would say is the most impossible um, rookie of the year debate you could possibly have. Uh, who do you pick between these two? I don't know. I mean, the reality is I don't know that there's ever been co-rookies of the year, but I think this year more than any probably should be. Um, I mean, these guys have just been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, Michael Harris had a little bit of a slow month uh, a couple months ago. But other than that, I mean, he has been remarkably good and remarkably, remarkably consistent. Of course, his defense has always been good. But offensively, he has just been he's honestly been one of the best players in all of baseball over the last month. So I just have a, a few stats for you. So Harris in uh, the last 30 days. So basically the last calendar month starting uh, today, going back 30 days. Harris has hit 368 with a 418 on base percentage and a 695 slugging percentage. He's basically been a top five offensive player uh, in the National League, maybe in all baseball, over um, over that time period uh, offensively. Uh, so again, you you put that uh, up against anybody, and you add his Gold Glove caliber defense. He has just been a tremendous player. For the Braves, he hit a home run last night in Seattle the other way. I love when he hits the ball the other way with authority. Uh, I don't know of another lefty who can hit it as far um, and as hard as he can the other way. It's just really impressive what he does with uh, with fastballs, um, sometimes off the plate entirely, and he can still uh, hit them out. You know, and then you have Spencer Strider. Uh, his last 30 days, 31 innings pitched, 45 strikeouts. A 1.45 ERA and a 0.74 WHIP. You know, within that 30 days, of course, he had that remarkable 16 strikeout performance over eight innings. Um, and then, you know, his last uh, start in Oakland, if you if you got to see it, it was a very unique uh, win for him. Uh, he had to he he barely got through the first inning. He he had uh, definitely didn't have his best stuff to start the game. Uh, it took him 36 pitches to get through that. Uh, that inning, but he was able to get through it, and then he kind of found himself after that. But it was just one of those uh, gritty performances that you expect more from uh, a guy who's maybe been in the league five or ten years, not a rookie. And and it's one of those other little clues, and you see it with Harris, you see it with Grissom as well, some things they do on the field that just 
make you think that these guys are not a flash in the pan, that they're not just happy to have a good start to their career, but these guys are here for the long haul. Uh, Spencer Strider being as mentally tough as he seems to be. Uh, the Braves, Braves fans have certainly seen a lot of pitching prospects come up through the ranks over the last 10 years or so. A lot of talent, and some of the guys make it, uh, but most of them don't. And the biggest thing you can you can point to uh, is lack of you know mental toughness. I mean, I think about uh, Mike Fultonevich is one that comes to mind. Uh, not to pick on the guy, but I mean, he just did not have it mentally. He had all the physical tools, um, and he just um, you know if something went wrong, he fell apart. And we've seen Kyle Wright, to his great credit, kind of turn that around. Somebody with kind of some mental struggles on the, on the mound, and now he seems to have uh, turned that around as well. So. Um, Spencer Strider, just so impressive, and I just don't know how you choose between these two for Rookie of the Year. Uh, obviously, um, you know, no matter who wins it, they both had uh, remarkable seasons and have been absolutely crucial to the Braves' success this year. Uh, I don't see Spencer Strider uh, slowing down at all. You know, a lot of people have been worried from the beginning about his workload, uh, the fact that, you know, he might wear down at the end of the season and I've mentioned this before, but I just don't think um, pitching can be simplified down to if you pitch this many innings uh, and you're this young, then you're going to wear down. Uh, everybody's different. Everybody's body's different. Uh, Spencer Strider, I mean, if you've seen him, he is very unique physically. Uh, he's not the tallest guy. He has the most massive quads you've ever seen. Uh, the Brace did a pretty interesting little um, special on on him and his uh, his stretching routine, which is elite and will make you hurt if you see what he can do and how he can stretch um you know and obviously he's young too so all these things in play i don't foresee that uh i don't see him uh wearing down i think he's going to be fine uh and uh you know the braves are obviously going to be careful if they do think that he's starting to wear down but i i see no signs of it um so a lot of good things going on for these young guys of course we're not even mentioning vaughn grissom um, who has continued to be really good, had a huge uh, opposite field home run in Oakland, had a, a four-hit game uh, and almost a five-hit game in Oakland, uh, just has been playing really good after, you know, about two weeks of not, not doing much. He has been right back on track uh, as well. And I think the guy that gets really lost in the mix a lot is William Contreras, and, and he has been, uh, even though he's technically not a rookie this year, uh, he has been remarkable as well. Uh, him and Travis Darno, I think, give the Braves such an advantage over a lot of other teams because their ability offensively uh, to to be uh, really important pieces. I mean, you know, they're basically whoever's in the lineup at catcher is, is hitting fifth right now, and uh, and doing so uh, very well. Contreras hasn't been able to get in the lineup as much. I think that's uh, because Acuna has basically been forced to to. DH, so whoever is not catching is kind of benched at the moment. I think that's kind of a negative. Uh, but I also hope that uh, that will change, especially once the playoffs come around. I think you'll see Acuna back in the field a good bit, which means you might see Contreras back in the lineup more consistently. Uh, so, you know, as we are starting to think about the playoffs, I do want to talk a little bit about the, the starting staff. Uh, you you got to feel really good if you're a Braves fan. Uh, with Max Fried and Spencer Strider at the top. 
but then the big question for me is who is going to be the number three starter moving forward, obviously into the postseason, because having three big starters that you can rely on is really important. Now the Braves do have four that you feel pretty good about, but the reality is Charlie Morton and Kyle Wright, who, who are the Braves going to rely on the, you know, the veteran who has not been, you know, I mean, honestly, Charlie Morton has not had his best season. He allowed four more runs last night. The Braves got the win. Uh, but Morton tends to uh, get his fastball hit particularly hard. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've certainly noticed it over the last, um, well, really this whole season, that the fastball, while while he's really found his curveball in the second half, and that's been great, uh, when he gets his fastball, it gets hit hard. But anyway, so will it be Morton, who you know has the capability to go out and, and, and throw in six scoreless? Or might it be Kyle Wright, who has been the better pitcher overall this season? He had a really bad outing in Oakland. The Braves were able to overcome that with a big offensive performance of their own. Um, you know, I, I tend to like Kyle Wright more right now. And the reality is, I mean, if you were able to see the game in Oakland, I think he was really uncomfortable all, all game. It seemed like he didn't like the mound. Uh, something about, I don't know if it was, you know, where he was landing or it just everything was either up or way out of the zone. He was just really uncomfortable in that start. Hopefully that that is, hopefully that's just a one-off. He can get back on another mound and be, be himself again. Uh, obviously if he can't, and if he does that again, you know, again and again, uh, then Morton is going to just by uh, default be this third guy. But I think Kyle Wright, you know, his, um, his next few starts to end the season are going to be really vital to if he's going in feeling really good about what he's doing uh, going into the playoffs. The Braves, uh, man, they look really good to me um, and their pitching staff. So that is what I want to see. I want to see Kyle Wright um, just reclaim what he's been doing, maybe get to 20 wins, which is definitely within reach for him. And um, and the Braves could go in may maybe with the best starting staff uh, in the playoffs. Now that is with the idea um, that the Mets staff is down a little bit. So I want to talk about the Mets now and something that I've really kind of for, I've, I foresaw this potentially happening. Um, and that is the Mets wearing down. Uh, the Mets are a much older team than the Braves. And honestly, pretty much every team is a much older team than the Braves. The Braves are blessed with young stars uh, you know, other than the few veterans here and there, like Charlie Morton, like a Jesse Chavez, um, you have a lot of guys playing in their mid to late 20s. The Mets, it's more um, early 30s or older. And of course, Scherzer is, is getting closer and closer to 40. Uh, you've had several uh, injuries uh, crop up for the Mets. Um, Starling Marte is out with uh, a finger injury. Um, it's like a displaced fracture, which I'm not even sure what that is, but it doesn't sound good. Um, he could be back soon, but, um, I don't know that, that seems like that's going to, that's going to hurt you the rest of the year, uh, on your swing. Uh, again, Max Scherzer is, uh, just gone on the IL with an oblique injury. Now they're saying it's just sore. It's, there's not a pulled muscle or anything like that, but I mean, you know, you, you might remember Scherzer kind of wore down at the end of last season. When you go and you spend a lot of money on older free agents, this can happen. You know, baseball is a long season. It is a marathon. Um, and, you know, everybody's hurting. I, I guarantee you everybody in that clubhouse, no matter what team it is, has aches and pains. Uh, but if it's different 
if you're 25 and you have some some soreness versus you're 38 and you have some soreness you're just gonna um you're gonna perform at a different level for sure and and sometimes it's going to if you're that older player it's going to knock you out for a few days uh you know don't remember or sorry don't forget that carrasco also just came back from an oblique injury that he suffered uh pitching against the braves and he got shelled in his last uh last outing back so i think you know when you look at some of the mets recent struggles they've really struggled offensively to do much but their pitching staff is definitely um kind of waffling right now too with some injuries so this is going to be really interesting to see how are the mets uh you know even though they have this easy schedule uh to end the season are they able to kind of right the ship um simply by being healthy enough uh, to to win some games uh, you know you can go against bad teams but uh, you're going to look worse if you're the team that doesn't have health and you know it's not just the Mets the Dodgers uh, have really had some injuries this year too now the Dodgers are notorious for having really really uh, tremendous depth and they still certainly do but when you lose some of your best players uh, it's going to affect any team uh, Gonsolin who has been uh, really one of the best starting pitchers in the National League this year just went down with a forearm issue that always is a little um you know that might pique your interest because forearm can lead to tommy john i'm not saying that's going to be that that serious but it certainly is something that is not a guarantee that he's going to be able to come back quickly from uh, max muncie has struggled with a knee injury all season uh, he's missed a couple games recently with a sore knee uh Brewstar Gratterall, who you know can throw 102 out of the bullpen has been out for some time with an elbow issue and of course, don't forget Walker Bueller is out for the season uh, with Tommy John. So, uh, you know, if if Gonsolin can't come back, uh, suddenly the Dodgers are a little weaker. And, um, you know, that pitching staff that has been so good for them isn't quite as dominant. So you have a lot of things trending in a way that I think is opening a door for the Braves. Like I said, this is not any kind of guarantee. Uh, but things certainly are, are looking up as the Braves have just finally gotten into first place in the division you can see some light here um kind of breaking for them in some ways as as they could come into the postseason uh with you know maybe one of the best chances to get back to the world series in the national league uh, don't forget ozzy albies is still knocking on the door i really hope to see him really soon and, and maybe we'll see vaughn grissom in left field i would love for that to mean we don't see marcelo zuna in left field anymore um he i'll give him a little credit he's he's actually hit the ball a little better uh lately since basically the Braves have been forced to play him in the outfield they've gone against a ton of lefties so this has forced um really rosario to the bench but we'll see what uh what happens moving forward with with that i do really expect uh von grissom as well as he's continued to play to be in left field uh, before too long so yeah i think the braves are going to really um if ozzy can come back healthy they're going to really sink down into a really nice spot uh with the, the best possible team on the field and i don't know that every team can say that going into the playoffs well brace fans that is it for me uh on this edition of state of the braves just forget uh just don't forget to uh to like and uh follow me uh, on um spotify and apple Podcasts. and i will see you guys later